Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. Hi there, Carling here. Whether this is your first episode of this podcast you're listening to, or you're working backwards from the more recent ones, these earliest episodes require a bit of patience, humor, and understanding. These episodes are a time machine back to when I had no idea what I was doing in editing, sound quality, or production. And there were two hosts. We were full of passion, laughter, and a whole lot of trial and error. But here's the thing. These episodes are the essence of my humble beginnings, and I'm hoping that's part of the charm. The raw authenticity that shaped the foundation of this podcast. Although this podcast has evolved and my interview skills and audio quality have vastly improved, the heart and soul of these episodes remain timeless. The stories I shared back then, they still hold significance and are worth hearing. These episodes make me appreciate how far I've come. So thank you in advance for your patience and enjoy. It's all fun and games until you work in a pharmacy during a pandemic. Um. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Michelle. Reunited and it feels so good. Reunited and it's understood. Michelle, we're recording in your closet. I know. Welcome. Thank you. It's really nice. <laughs> welcome to my closet. I like this sweater. I've never seen you wear it. Oh, thanks. I just got it. Oh. Yeah, it's like cute and waffly. It is waffly. It's good for sound attenuation. <laughs> That's why I bought it. But holy crap, we're not only in the same house, we're in a closet. I know. And it looks like you don't have any pants on. <laughs> oh, is that not... Should I not have stripped down before? Is that not where this was going? Because or... I thought you said, meet me in your closet. I just... I just assumed. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, no. should we explain why we're together, even though it's Corona time, quarantine situation? Yeah, guys, it's Corona time, but we took the advice of Dr. Dina Hinshaw, who is Alberta's goddess. chief medical officer slash goddess. <laughs> Dr. Hinshaw, if you're listening, shout out. <laughs> Big fans. Um, and she said that two families can cohort together. As long as there's a mutual agreement that there's no other exposure and both families have self-isolated for 14 days. Yeah. So, Michelle. So, we both did that. Yeah. You decided mm -hmm. to work, like, talk to your work and take a leave. Yes. Because childcare was an issue. My anxiety was an issue. Anxiety was an issue. That's the big issue. And. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was laid off doing nothing, so we both self-isolated for 14 days. Mm -hmm. And then you've been able to come and help me and yeah, help teach my children math. Oh, Lord help us. <laughs> There's going to be a whole generation of kids 
Oh, yeah. Who were taught math by adults. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Who have to Google what long division is. Oh and if a kilometer God. is the same as a kilometer. Oh, my God. I mean. <laughs> Don't look at our Google search history. It's not great. And then what was the other thing that it was grade three? A Venn diagram. Oh, yeah. Venn diagram. Yeah. This yeah. is not something I remember learning. No. And, and even if we did, have we ever had to use it in our adult life? Never. Except for like a meme? Yeah. Yeah, no. So we're kind of learning as well. Yeah. That's great. I'm having more fun teaching kindergarten math. Yep. Yeah, I can do that one. That one's nice. <laughs> and... <coughs> oh, God. Oh. <coughs> oh, God. God. <laughs> coffee break but louder <laughs> know, why did we just eat a pint of ice cream that was not smart we are not professionals we ate a pint of ice cream and got all flummy and now we're trying to record and now we're in a closet <laughs> recording oh well <sighs> that's okay but the podcast seems to be going really well yeah so, so. if you're a repeat listener thanks and if you're a first time listener first time listener Repeat. What, what the hell what? did I say? What? No, first time, long time listener, first, first time, time caller. caller. <laughs> We're going to open up the lines to a Dr. <laughs> Dina Hinshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on the line is Nancy Hicks. You're on with Carly and Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And yeah. You say that a lot. And yeah. And yeah. Is that a Canadian thing? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no. Yeah, eh? Yeah, eh? I don't know. Boot and a boot? I mean, we have a worldwide audience now. Do we sound Canadian? Do we have accents? Do we have accents? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> no, I can't. We have a listener, according to our statistics. That we obsessively look at. <laughs> I know. I look at it all the time. I just want to know where y'all are from. Y'all. Y'all. So we have pretty much like listeners from the most random places like Missouri. If you're listening to this and you're from Missouri, thanks. And what the heck? Yeah. How did you hear about us? And then also Tunisia. Tunisia? Tanzania? No, no. It's definitely Tunisia. T-U-N-I-S-I-A. I'm pretty sure it's Mohammed from 90 Day Fiance or uh, Aladdin because he was also from Tunisia. I mean, they're literally the only two people that are from there. Well, I mean, they're the only two people I can think of that would want to listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin, if you are listening to this, tell me what happened. Oh, did Juice? There's... I didn't watch that show, but that's another one that we should watch and talk about. Yeah, listen, I'm a 90 Day Fiance addict yeah so we should do that because i've never really seen it fully oh boy <clears throat> i mean it's amazing but anyway yeah we have listeners from germany england australia america and canada thanks guys thanks we love you yeah, it's really crazy, and just keep telling more people about us. <laughs> um, so, the, the episode you're about to listen to is with my friend Roz, 
um, who lives in Edmonton and works for a giant store where you can buy pretty much anything you want. Redacted. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We're, we're not going to say where, but you'll probably pick it up. So, you know, it's just like one of these big stores that's known worldwide. You can get anything you want there. Sells bulk things. Gas. <laughs> Flowers. Tires. Pants. And cucumbers. Honestly, the best mini cucumbers come from there. Huh. Bags of them. Bags of them. And your kids only drink milk from there. That is true. Only the chocolate milk from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, do you guys gonna... get it yet? Did you figure mm-hmm. it out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but shh, don't say anything. We don't want to get in yeah, trouble. Nobody. Because now we have like 170 followers on Instagram. This so. could go viral fast. <laughs> Scandal. We need to shut it down. Oh, goodness. So, um, yeah, Roz is super lovely, super funny. Um, and so enjoy this episode. Roz, meet Michelle. Michelle, meet Roz. Hi. Hi, Michelle. I've I've seen, I've seen you online. I've seen you on Facebook. Oh yeah. I know you a little bit already. Yeah, I'm there. You're absolutely exhausting pictures of your children. I'm like, oh my god. Oh yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> they're I, cute, I but have... they're exhausting. Yeah, tiny little yeah, army that you made yourself. I know, but Roz, you've got two kids, but they're like super busy, aren't they? Into like horseback riding. Well, not anymore. Um... Oh, well, yeah, I yeah, I suppose. <laughs> no, I've got I've got the one kid who wants to do everything, and the other child who probably wouldn't realize that there was a pandemic unless somebody like reminded him. Um, <laughs> Who's that? Caleb doesn't. <laughs> he 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 is he is quite content to uh, to stay home and n- never change his clothes until his mom notices that he's been wearing the same clothes for three days. That's oh my, my oldest. God. I'm like, can you please put on different clothes? I can't. Like, I'm pretty sure for the first two weeks of self-isolation, he was in the same clothes. <laughs> he he does he does that even when he was going to school. Like, he would just put clothes on top of his pajamas. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> go to school. Which I wouldn't mind so much, but I was like, I'm fairly confident that you're not changing your underwear and then putting your pajamas back on and then getting dressed. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Although it's, I have that, I have that fight with, with Jana too. I'm like, seriously, like you go change. Like just. I know. It's like a kid thing. We must've done the same thing. Like, cause Janet's got hair like down past her butt now. eh? And half the time she looks like a Dickensian street urchin, like just, (laughs) you know, gaps in her Um, teeth and hair is all fuzzy and clothes are all mismatched. Yeah. No, it's a, it's an interesting time to be the only person leaving the house because it feels very much like like Groundhog Day because yes. <laughs> like I was saying before like I come home and they're super excited to see me and I'm like oh you're still here all right um, <laughs> yeah in the same clothes my you know my my drive home from work is my literally my only alone time at at any point in the day and it's like I've now started like just sitting in my car on my lunch break just for a little while. Yeah, just to have yeah. quiet. Yeah. 
yeah are I mean, you working I've, um full-time uh yeah like I'm technically a part-time employee but uh I have been working full-time and more um my my tagline for my life these days is it's it's all fun and games until you work in a pharmacy during a pandemic um <laughs> yeah yeah. And so we're not going to say the name of the store that you work at. Yeah. We'll di- we'll beep that out if I if I forget. Um Yeah, yeah, we'll be mindful. But you, you work, work for a, a giant lovely, store. A lovely large store um that's that's not evil. So that should uh tell people where I work. <laughs> um, it's a very lenient return policy which <laughs> People are always puzzled when that return policy doesn't apply to the pharmacy. I'm like, "Well, uh, like what are people trying to return oh you would not believe this the stuff people return to that store is just mind-boggling and part of it i think is that people don't understand what happens to the things that they return i think <laughs> yeah i think people have a much higher expectation of like what actually goes back out for sale um like a lot of it we do try and divert you know either back to the manufacturer or for refurbishment you know that kind of thing but there's a lot of stuff that like we return it and you know we process it you know in a way that's sort of as eco-friendly as possible but yeah more things go in the garbage than i think people expect really and yeah. that's very frustrating to me because yeah. i'm like sell it on kijiji like a normal person like <laughs> you could start I- a little side business just like take it out of the store <laughs> and then try and sell it there there's there's very strict policies at all <laughs> very strict policies against that sort of thing. But like, I'm not, I'm not super old. I mean, I'm secretly a 90 year old man, but like literal age, I'm old enough to remember when Eaton's was still around. Um, and also like you, it used to be you, if you like breathed too hard on the product, you know, you couldn't return it. You had, it had to be pristine and you had to have the receipt and you had two weeks. And, and other than that, you know, you were out of luck and you were going to, you know, sell it at a garage sale or, you know do whatever with it and i've i've watched people return like entire apartments like just everything yeah you know and and they don't they don't bat an eyelash and you know the clerks aren't allowed to say anything but you know inside we're just like seriously mm-hmm. I, yeah. could, I, could, I could not work that department i couldn't i would i have a hard enough time maintaining like a you know a, a customer service face you know where yeah. i'm not you know like making the are you serious? Eyebrows at people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could, yeah, I would be fired for my face alone. Just like <laughs> dealing with some of the things people do. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've been described at work as uh, relentlessly cheerful. Um, oh. Because when when I'm serving people, you know, because it, in general, small doses, you know, each person is its own little microcosm, and. Uh, some people, you know, I'm really genuinely delighted to see them. You know, I recognize a lot of my patients, despite the fact that I see, you know, a couple thousand people a week. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people where you're just like, oh, gird your loins. <laughs> this is, this is, this is going to be a trying moment. Um, I use mom voice quite a bit um, on my customers. You know, it's a fine line, but, you know, you can. You can get a lot of middle-aged people to behave themselves or like, you know, people in their 20s to behave themselves if you mom voice them. Yeah. So. Do you think they know they're being mom voiced? Men absolutely um, don't recognize that they're being mom voiced because you can just see that they look a little bit uh, befuddled. Like they do what, <laughs> what you tell them, but then they seem confused. Like, 
that they did it. Um, w- women, women will respond to the mom voice because they recognize that I'm mom voicing them and that that's my indication. Like, no, seriously, I'm not going to yeah. tell you again. <laughs> like, just <laughs> do it. Um, I, I, I got Botox uh, a couple of years ago for my migraines. And the second time I went, um, the, the nurse was like, oh, well, you know, we could we could do a little bit more and, you know, we could put some over here. And she sort of indicates like the outer edge of my eyebrow. And I'm like, um, <laughs> would, I, would I lose like a lot of movement in my eyebrows? And she goes, well, yeah, you could lose some. And I'm like, no, 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 don't touch those. Because those are my like WTF eyebrows. And since I can't say that with my mouth, I definitely need to be able to say that with my eyebrows. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll pass on the extra Botox there. I just, I'm going to yeah, need those. Same. I have the same kind of eyebrows. I can do like the rock eyebrow raise and my kids know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I, I accidentally taught Janet uh, the expression. Um, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> I have only myself to blame for that one. Really? Um, that's, that's been one of the hardest things about having the kids around, not them picking up like my, my bad language, but just like my sarcasm. And, <laughs> yeah. I don't random phrases that I use or I'm like, I probably, probably shouldn't teach them that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been weird times at work. Um, so you know, we went how long have you, how long have you worked there? I have worked there since 20, well, technically 2014 is the first time I worked there. I was seasonal. So then I got oh, okay. back and then, then I was a full, like, then I was a permanent employee. Um, I've bounced around a lot. It's, uh, it's kind of a running joke where people are just like, what department are you in? And I'm like, I don't even know anymore. Like <laughs> apart, apart from like the meat department and the gas station, like, like I've, I've either worked in or helped out in almost every department. Um, so, um, I used to be a cashier and then, um, I would worked in a photo lab and an interesting contrast, um, like, cause you get people who are pretty intense as customers in the pharmacy, um, you know, cause it's their medicines, you know, but it's a, it's a special kind of crazy, um, when people get upset at the photo lab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They get, yeah, funny. they get upset and you know, part of it is, you know, cause they'll come in and they're like, well, I want these pictures. I'm like, well, I need, you know, order number or, you know, you know, your name is on it. Oh no. And I'm like, you're not getting these. Well, why not? And I'm like, well, why do you think like, <laughs> you know, like uh-huh. literally like if, if you're supposed to have these, you should have the order number. Like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. At the very least, like some form of ID to show that you should be getting them. We run into that at the bank all the time too. It's just like people expecting that we can do things. And it's like, you know, we, I need to know who you are. I need to be able to verify you. And then it's like, if you look at the flip side of it, you know, would you want someone, a random person to come in and say, hi, my name is Joe Blow and I need to take all the money out of my account. And we're like, okay, here you go. Like if that happened to you, you would freak out. Right. So understand that we're trying to protect your money. So we need to know who you are. <laughs> But, but the best is when you, when you encounter those people um, and then they say, well, when I go, you know, get to another pharmacy or another bank, they don't ask me these questions because, yeah. you know, people don't want to give me their date of birth. And I'm like, what, what kind of, are you sure you were going to a pharmacy? Cause this sounds like <laughs> just like some really sketchy back alley, like back of a minivan kind of arrangement. Like, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm literally just asking you completely normal questions yeah. that are mandated either by my boss or by law. Cause I don't feel a personal, you know, compulsion to know that much more about you. And, you know, I don't really need to extend how much time I spend talking to you, but you know, if my boss says you need to ask them these questions, I'm going to ask you these questions. Yeah. Um, you know, and, but yeah, people will be like, well, what other pharmacies don't ask me these questions. I'm like, well, that's, that's nice, but you're here now. Or people, yeah. I frequently get, well, you know, I have a really unique name, you know, how many people could you have? And I'm like, there is literally another patient at my pharmacy with my first and last name. What? I've never encountered another person with my first name spelled the way I spell it, much less my first and last name. Wow. Um, and this has happened at a couple of different pharmacies. It's the, it's the same person. Um, we both happen to have files at these different pharmacies. <laughs> and I'm like, there is a reason that we ask you because especially at a place like where I work, there are so many people. You you yeah. might have a really unique name, but there are an awful lot of people in my database. And, you know, again, my boss tells me to ask you, I'm going to ask you. You want to argue yeah. about it. Arguing with me is not going to get you anywhere. It's like when people yeah. argue with the, the cashiers up front and they're like, oh, you know, you're just making this up as you go along. And I'm like, oh, you caught me, the CEO <laughs> slumming it at the tills. Like, we're, we're not responsible for these policies. You know, and if we're enforcing them, it's because we get in trouble if we don't. Because yeah. Generally, yeah. generally speaking, it would be a lot easier if we just let people do whatever they want. Yeah. But, you know. It's funny so, you're saying about the same name. My mother-in-law and I have the exact same name. Exactly the same. And we were in a situation where we were both getting blood work done and we didn't know that we were both there and they called our name up to the counter and we both walked up to the counter. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, of course you need to ask date of birth and everything else because you could totally mess something up. Yeah. Uh, when did you notice a shift? So like, you know, we've sort of been asking everybody that we interview when within their industry or experience, they started to sort of sense this shift in how things are operating and how yeah how things are operating I was, I was surprised how little um like people seem to be talking about it in like January and February it was just kind of on my radar but more of a yeah that's that's not going to stay in China like right I was, I was I was sort of you know just at the edge of my mind sort of noticing I was like no one really seems to be reacting to this very much, you know, apart from, you know, I have friends who are, you know, international aid workers and doctors and stuff, and they were all sort of starting to chirp about it. In terms of changes at work, um, it, was, it wasn't until March. Um, you know, we've always sort of had, you know, customers, you know, one or two, and they were noticeable because they would have a mask on, but that was, that was always more of a cultural thing. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, people, people who just, you know, as a routine thing, when they go to the store, you, you know, they would, they would have a mask on. Um, and then probably because I was off for the very first week of March, I was, I was not at work. I was on vacation and I came back and it was quiet. And then probably around the ninth or 10th, um, it, you really started to hear more about it. And probably around the week after that, all hell broke loose. Like 
just unbelievable like because it's a busy place and and even for even for this type of store the one I work at is bananas Mm -hmm. um like we we rank globally for how busy we are as as a local thing um and so we're accustomed to really long lineups on certain days of the week for example um and then it just seemed like all of a sudden we were busy all of the time uh-huh. and wow. then and had and you this, guys this gotten was before, in- this was before any kind of restrictions like it just was getting oh, okay. busier and busier and then once the government sort of started acknowledging like this is a problem and cases started popping up even before anything happened in alberta um the store was like just it was so packed we couldn't we couldn't work properly at the pharmacy people couldn't get to us and we couldn't speak to the patients because there were literally people standing next to them because they were in line for oh wow to cash out so yeah it's it it went from from 0 to 60 um pretty quickly um i was i was just kind of surprised by sort of the slow burn through february and the beginning of march when just nothing seemed to be happening and then all of a sudden you know just every single person um there was there was one weekend shift um like after i think like the first it was either the first case in bc or the first case in toronto because it was it was very much tied to like oh, okay it's it's here now it's it's in canada the, the yeah. virus is here um i i had so in like a, an eight hour shift and I take like a, a one hour break, um, I had 90 people ask me if we sell masks. Oh, so, wow. You know, like to the point that it, it, it impairs my ability to do my job because I'm constantly like being called away from what I should be doing so that I can answer this question. We have signs up, you know, we don't have this, we don't have that. And people like, even if I'm standing behind the sign um, or I like kind of subtly will move behind the sign when people are trying to look at me so that they they literally just lean over around the sign to look at me and ask me or they'll read the sign and then they'll ask me anyways um well maybe you just have a secret stash just for them yeah the we've i wasn't i wasn't present for this but we've had people um arguing um like well you you you're just keeping them in the back for yourself and we're my response was just tell them if, if we had masks, um, considering how many sick people we're exposed to, don't you think we would be wearing them? I do yeah, have coworkers yeah. now. I do have coworkers now who wear them. It is, um, I'm sure, Carling, you've seen some of my Facebook posts about it. Um, it, it upsets me. Um, one, because of the supply issue. Um, healthcare workers, you know, don't have enough. Like, I occasionally will, you know, speak to customers, you know, who work in healthcare. And I just kind of ask them, you know, kind of gently. because I get a bit emotional about it, you know, so, you know, you guys have enough protective equipment and the answer is always no. Um, and then, you know, just through my own education and my own experience, when I see people wearing gloves, you know, and I know you can only wear gloves for so long, you can wash gloves, uh, helpful hint, uh, you can oh. wash gloves, um, same as washing your hands. Like rubber yes. gloves, like play or latex gloves? If you're if you're wearing neutral gloves, you can you can put hand sanitizer on them. It's better if you wash them. Soap is always better. Um, I'm gonna develop just a nervous tick where I shout soap at strangers. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, it's amazing, guys. It works on surfaces. You can use it on your hair. You can use it on your clothes. You know, you don't you don't have to use a disinfecting wipe 
for absolutely everything. You, what you right. need is detergent. Um, yeah. And, but, you know, I see people, they, they handle things, they touch their face and then they go handle something else, you know, or, you know, they go into the staff room and they take off their gloves, but then they don't wash their hands. And I'm like, when you right. see doctors wearing gloves, you know, that's, that's to protect the patient, but then they take those gloves off. They, yeah. they change their gloves so often and people just don't realize that. So people will wear their gloves the entire time they're in the store or they'll wear them, you know, for an hour or so while they're working and I'm just like mm, see now you're just a disease vector like, yeah yeah it's not it's not doing what it's supposed to do you know and um, and the same I have a, oh sorry I had, I had a no, little no. bit of a story about your story and I don't know if it's gonna give it away so we can always cut <laughs> it out but um I think I was there on the 11th at the location where I live mm-hmm. um and I remember needing toilet paper because I was out of toilet paper and mm-hmm. we had just moved. And so, and there was like literally floor to ceiling toilet paper. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed one. And by that night, they were completely sold out. And so that was yeah. when it kind of like, okay, everyone's panicking that was, now. That was a really puzzling aspect of it to me. Uh-huh. Um, because I used to live in British Columbia and frequently drove past the toilet paper factory. So <laughs> I was like... Um, uh, you know, paper pulp products, we don't, we don't generally import from other countries. Um, right. They're frequently made here. Um, or, you know, like the raw ingredients might be exported somewhere else to make something kind of fancy, but something as basic as toilet paper, we don't import that. Places like Australia, they do import it because, you know, Australia not known for having, you know, massive forests of, you know, fast growing uh, softwood lumber, which is what they make toilet right. paper. Yeah. Um, so you know, t- it was more of a uh, a supply issue as opposed to like it's a shortage. Because to me, a shortage is when you can't make it, kind of thing. Whereas right. supply is just we literally just couldn't bring enough into the store. Um, you know, if we if we bring in you know five to ten pallets of toilet paper and everybody loses their mind and tries to buy four packs each, well, yeah, we're gonna the, there won't be any toilet paper in the store, but it's it's not that there's an actual shortage. No, yeah. Late, now that we're a little farther along in things, um, some manufacturers are having to retool, you know, either because they can't get certain supplies or ingredients. Um, you know, a lot of food manufacturers, you know, pasta makers, for example, they're saying, we're only going to make like four different types of pasta. We're not going to make the 19 that we normally make mm-hmm. because they save time by not having to like change the machinery a little bit. Um, but, you know, a lot of companies are having to sort of deal with the physical distancing and, you know, trying to run certain operations. Like everybody's like, Oh, it's okay. I'll just use Amazon. And I'm like, do you have any idea what the people who work for Amazon are going through right now? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Their, their job was kind of awful already um, under the circumstances. And now everybody wants something from Amazon and, you know, the, the biggest threat to people who work in retail um, isn't necessarily the customers br- bringing COVID to them. It's, you know, having an asymptomatic coworker when you work so closely and you all touch the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. The biggest hazard for, for retail workers, you know, for the most part, um, is the close proximity and the amount of time that we spend, you know, with other people who, you know, we don't live with kind of thing. Um, yeah. 
it uh yeah the toilet paper thing was was kind of baffling to all of us um, <laughs> because we were just like well we make that here we're not we're not gonna run out of that um yeah you know in terms of like working there how and when did you guys start getting information from the company like did they have like an all staff meeting um because we noticed pretty quickly as consumers there was a real change in like carts being wiped down between each use so that's like a new staff person there now um and you know somebody monitoring the lineups and and all of that so how did that all come down to you guys being such a big Um, company it 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 really comes out in fits and spurts um I always joke that after I have a day off, I come back and I'm like, all right, so w- what's the plan now? Because it always seems to have to have changed. There's either a tweak or an entirely new policy. Um, a lot of times when you, like when you see, for example, the people, you know, at the door who are, you know, telling you, okay, get your cards out. You know, this is what we're doing. Like, as opposed to just the, the one person standing there with the clicker being like, can I see your yeah. card? Um, there are people who've been reassigned from different areas in the store. Um, you know, because obviously we can't have all of our tails open like we normally would. So right. those, you know, we, the company finds stuff for them to do, but it has seemed a little bit haphazard. Um, you know, a lot of times we, we don't know what's going on until, you know, that's all of a sudden, you know, some equipment gets dumped in our laps or, you know, we hear from, you know, manager A, like, oh, this is what we're doing. We're like, oh, okay. Like nobody told us. Um, the store frequently will like sort of tweak what time it opens and just nobody tells us. And then all of a sudden there's people standing in front of us and we're like, how did you get in here? (laughs) People, does the store know you're here? And then we're just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I guess we missed hearing the sound of the doors open. Um, you know, they're, they're sort of doing the best they can. Like when you work for a company like this, like I'm a very rule oriented person. I like procedures I like policy um so for me right now like because I commonly joke I'm like I'm an old man and I don't like change so (laughs) (laughs) things change I I I tend to you know resist a little bit um just because I find it difficult to change my habits and routines like the way my schedule fluctuates right now drives me absolutely bonkers because I just constantly have this like klaxon in the back of my head going you're supposed to be at work you're late for work and I'm like no, fine, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Let me check my schedule. And has again. that been hard to adapt to? Like just literally every day the rules and guidelines are changing. Yes. Um right now the biggest thing is, you know, because when you when you work where I work in a in a pharmacy setting, there's that clash between what the company policies are and what say the Alberta health guidelines are or, you know, the college of pharmacist guidelines and a lot of people you know will think well you guys are just pulling this policy out of your ass and we're like no we just we're, we're doing what we're told and you know yeah. sometimes sometimes even what the store wants us to do isn't something that we can do based on the fact that we're healthcare providers um you know so it can be frustrating because like right now i don't know if either of you have had to pick up a medication from a pharmacy since the 21st um the delightful uh Tyler Shandro in his infinite wisdom. Um, you know, I'm sure he probably talked to somebody um, before implementing this policy, but they decided blanket um, 30 day supply for everybody under all circumstances, all medications. What? Uh, which 
I, I can sort of see where they're coming from, and it's just easier to implement if it's right. policy. Um, but at the same time, we spend an inordinate amount of time trying to convince people that it is not a ploy for us to make more money. Because... Right. Like, why would they think it would make more money? Because you pay the dispensing fee every single time you pick up a medication. Oh. So, the place where I work, we don't charge a lot of money. People still complain about it, though, which I find fascinating. Right. Um, but to me, it's more of an issue of we're trying to get people to stay home as much as possible. Except now you have to go to the pharmacy every single month. Because before right. you pick up the month yeah. all the time. And I, yeah. I understand that they're, they're originally it was this policy was brought in. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online masters of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Because, you know, people would all of a sudden, you know, be like, oh, I'm going to pick up six months of medication. I'm going to fill my medication early, which are options that are generally only available to people who have a lot of money. Uh, Right. Your average person, uh, especially people who rely on insurance for their medications, they don't have that option. They can't fill it early. They can't get more than three months. Um, You know, so I kind of understand, you know, that they were trying to deal with that issue. To me, it would have made more sense to say, you cannot have more than three months under any circumstances. Like we have people say, oh, but I'm going on vacation. And we're like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> you literally cannot go anywhere. You are yeah. you're not going anywhere. So no, you don't need a six month supply because you're leaving the country. That's not a thing. You're not going anywhere. Try a different story. Um, and are they just trying to put these limits on because they don't want to run out of medication for everybody? Yeah, they, don't, they don't want people to hoard medications and and cause disruptions to other people because you know there are there are some drugs that you know you really can't you can't be off for you know even a day or two um Mm -hmm. you know certain drugs um like blood pressure medication for example over the past year um there's been a lot of well we can't get this particular one right now so we got to talk to your doctor and you know have them prescribe this other one kind of thing um which you know with the strain that the healthcare system is under right now, because most doctor's offices are not seeing patients in in person. Yeah. Um, So I, I understand that they were trying to sort of get out in front of a potential supply problem. Um, But at the same time, it it creates this other problem, Um, you know, but again, uh, the blanket imposition of 30 days for everybody is, is easier in some ways, but, you know, really, hits certain people harder you know people who've just been discharged from the hospital you know right when this whole thing started you know or have been discharged since it started for unrelated reasons you know they don't want to keep going to the pharmacy they don't want to keep coming in contact with a family member who's been leaving the house and there's honestly nothing that that we can do for them you know yeah I didn't even think about that yeah but and it's frustrating for us because we get a lot of people who just some people yell at us, like literally just lose their gourds. And oh my gosh. so we, we, we've just taken to telling them, um, you know, and they're like, well, who can I talk to about this? And we're like, well, there's no one here who can do anything about it. Um, you could talk to the ACP and you, know, you just get this blank look like, 
they're not going to go talk to the, the college of pharmacists so we're just like yeah you know you, who you could talk to tyler shandro he's your yeah. guy so <laughs> here's his email yeah yeah like he's probably just just based on us at at my place of employment he's probably seen like a 400 percent uptick in the number of driveways he needs to go stand in to shout at people um oh my god because <laughs> yeah like we're we're directing people there mostly just because um you know he's he's kind of dickish overall to people who work in healthcare um yeah even though he may not have come up with this policy you know directly to spite us um we certainly don't have any qualms about uh telling people that it's all his fault yeah <laughs> people people like having a target so we're just like yeah uh, Tyler Chandra yeah manager, that's who you want to go to and what's been the atmosphere um there between employees it's like we're we're normally like quite you know jovial like you know like we we get along really well and you know it's a big enough place that if you don't get along with somebody you don't you generally don't have to spend any time with them at all yeah um it's a little bit difficult you know because you know a few hundred people work there um and you know the staff room you know high traffic area so you know you can't really just go sit and chill you know like they've literally taken like a large portion of the chairs out and they put like placemats down that say you can sit here and nobody can sit in the space in between this placemat and that placemat um oh like because of physical distancing exactly um oh. because at first it, and it, and it, it really is just a microcosm of you know when people say oh why is the government coming up with all these rules why do they have to have these fines and it's because when people tell you what you should do people don't do it and then right. when they tell you what you have to do you still don't do it so then there has to be a punishment for when you don't do it and you're like oh this is so draconian and it's like well if you just do what the smart people like were telling <laughs> you before yeah it, it wouldn't be necessary but yeah like it's it's really hard like even even me when i go to talk to a coworker, like we'll be talking for a good 30 seconds and then like you can see like both of our eyes go wide and we take like a good two foot step back you know because <laughs> we realize that we're only standing two feet apart from each other yeah um, you know, working in the pharmacy, it's this little enclosed box, you know, with within the store. And it's like, well, you know, it's, it's a delightful little dusty Petri dish is what it is now. Um, yeah. You know, and so do you have to limit how many staff are back there, but you'd almost, you'd want to increase the amount of staff because of demand? Um, we, we So we have decreased the amount of staff who work at any one time. It has slowed down considerably. Like when, in the, in the week and a half, two weeks before the 21st um and well probably for a few days after the 21st it was insane how busy we were like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prescription requests every day the phone just rang so we have multiple lines and we can only put three on hold and we have multiple phones and they can all ring at the same time and it was just hours and hours and hours of the phone ringing and faxes coming in and you know people lined up to drop off prescriptions and pick stuff up that has very much eased up we expect that there will be another flood when everybody needs their refills kind of thing right um, but it's definitely gotten a lot quieter now um we get way more phone calls still than we ever used to um we struggle to manage it sometimes but we just we literally just cannot have that many um people in one place um it's 
it, it's, it's been, it's been kind of trying because again, you know, it's, it's a stressful environment. And then when you're on your break, it's, it's not relaxing. Um, you know, I'll go find an aisle, you know, full of, you know, camping or like gardening stuff. Cause no one's buying that right now. So I go stand in those aisles, <laughs> um, you know, but you know, it's, it's just this sort of low level anxiety. Um, you know, people are kind of getting snippy with their coworkers, you know, you just coughed into your hands. I've literally yelled at people in the staff room because <laughs> they'll be they'll be talking about, oh, you know, martial law and blah blah blah, or start talking about conspiracy theories, and then they cough into their hands, and I'm like, you literally just coughed into your hands. You need to wash. Them. Like, what? They're like, wash your hands. Oh, it's it gets a bit uh, out of control sometimes. Uh, I found that um, where I'm working too. I work at a bank, and we've had to like, and I've seen that at stores too that they mm-hmm. are putting. Um, you know, one, one checkout is open, one is closed, one is open, one is closed. So with us, it's become really challenging because we have so many staff members and it's like, where are we all going to go? We don't have enough, you know, wickets for all of us to stand on. Yeah. And, and people take it really personally when you try and enforce like really basic, like sort of safety measures, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I need you to stand in front of the plexiglass i need you to not lean down and put your face right in the small opening that we left <laughs> yeah yeah so that you can talk to me and when you ask people they're just they seem really affronted or you know like like no i'm not going to touch any of your cards like um i have some co-workers who like if someone tries to hand them cash they're like don't you have a card and i'm like you can't say that to people like right um you know but at the same time you know i I sort of guide people towards it. Like I'll hit, I'll hit the card button and be like, you can tap or chip in the bottom. And and then they go, Oh no, I have cash. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I like hit all the cancel buttons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, can, you can sort of guide people, but you know, they're not, everybody has access to, you know, a debit card with unlimited transactions on it. For example, yes. not everybody has yeah. a master card. Um, you know, and I just, I, I wash my hands and I wipe down a bunch of stuff and, or the people who were like, oh, why are you wiping that down? I'm not sick. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't say you were, but you're just, I'm still going to wipe it down. You can get mad at me all you want. I'm still going to, yeah. still going to wash it. Um, well, I've heard people asking, asking um, at the store, like if someone puts their uh, food up on the, on the belt before the other person's done and they ask them to not do that, the person gets super mad, offended, like freaking out. And it's like, mm-hmm. is, like could you just calm down like yeah um i mean that particular chain you know um people tend to have this slightly heightened uh expectation of you know how they're going to be treated by the staff and we generally you know we we strive to attain that you know we're you know it's kind of the whole the whole gist of the operation is you know to 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 not be walmart as it were right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah it it's been really hard to get people to sort of retool their, their expectations for what we can do for them, what we will do for them, uh, particularly what we will tolerate in terms of their behavior. Um, yeah. Right. You know, where it's just like, no, you're not, you're not going to shout at me. You're, you're not going to be aggressive. You're going to stand exactly where I tell you. And you're going to, you're going to wait your turn. Um, and if you can't, if you won't, you can go, which would have been unheard of a month ago. Oh, for right. sure. Yeah. You know, telling people, no, you can't come inside. You have to stand outside. Just yeah. 
wasn't a thing. Um, when the, when this whole thing was was kicking off, um, to t give you an idea of how busy um, we were, we had never had to to tell people they couldn't come inside before, um, and that was before that was before we started limiting how many people were. You know, because I think now Alberta Health wants us to have like 400 people or fewer, like based on the square footage of the store. Um, oh wow! And we we have literally staff members walking around just breaking up clusters of people, um, wow. because people don't people don't get it. Um, and they'll just it's insane stand. that people don't get it like that people are getting offended and people are still clustering and like when somebody walks too close past me anywhere that I am I'm I'm just taken aback like move over like give me space mm -hmm. or or like people will like give you side eye because they're like why are you following me and I'm like I'm not but because you two are walking side by side I can't get past you mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah you just happen to be going in the same direction. I'm just staying, you know, two meters back. And as soon as you turn down an aisle, I'm going to keep going to where I'm going. Um, yeah. <laughs> not following you. I have no interest in what you're doing. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, the with people now starting to wear masks more often, um, either masks or like homemade, you know, coverings of whatever. Um, and this is one of my massive pet peeves is not only when people wear PPE that should be used by healthcare workers. Um, they they use it incorrectly, and not only that, they think it means that they don't need to follow the guidelines. So right. I've literally yeah. had people where I tell them, "Hey, you guys, you need to stand farther apart. Like you can't all be bunched up in front of whatever it is you're looking at." And I've had people turn to me and say, "Even with masks on," and I'm like, "Oh my god, yes, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah." Yes, absolutely. Like, you, well, we're, I want that thing. And I'm like, you have to wait until that person is done looking at it. And by the way, the person who's looking at it, you don't need to stand there that long. Yeah. You, don't need yeah. to it up. you don't need to turn it over in your hands a dozen times. Pick it up, put it in your cart or don't touch it. Like, yeah. Well, that, yeah. Don't just pick things up and put them back. Look with your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Move along. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and of course people are not accustomed to that in, in, any retail setting where you know generally that's always right yeah well generally they don't try and give people the bums rush they want them to linger because they want them to you know be like oh you know i've already walked past that twice maybe i will get it this time yeah, yeah. i was like no like you know what you want get your stuff and, and please go. line up yeah. in an orderly fashion and then get out so that other people yeah. can come in the store because they're all standing outside waiting for are, you are they still now are they now implementing the like one person per household no it's um it's more than that um it's, i think it's <laughs> i think it's supposed to be two people um yeah but again you know when when you're trying to suddenly like make make such a big culture shift um for a retailer um you know getting the message to all of the employees is usually the first difficult step and then yeah. just dealing with people you know who are like well I've always been able to do this and it's like well sure but mm -hmm. not now so we've relaxed some rules but other rules have come into effect and people really struggle with that um so yeah so and you know I, tr I try to like not be super judgmental of people but if I see two adults and any number of children in the store, like I'm almost positive that my face says, you're an idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if, if I see a single adult and any number of children, I assume they don't have any other choice. 
Right. You know? um, but when yeah, I see multiple like adults and children, trip. I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why did you either expose your children to, you know, coming here? Or, because we all know, kids love to put their hands up their nose, in their mouth, touch their eyes, <laughs> and then touch everything, Yeah. you know, in a 20-foot area. And I'm just like, considering that we're dealing with a disease that, you know, has a really high prevalence and much higher prevalence than we realize of asymptomatic carriers, um, that's just really, really irresponsible. And yeah, yeah. Um, because I want to keep my job, I can't really say anything to people <laughs> at the time. But yeah, we used to always joke about people going shopping in like giant groups. And, and I would be because I'm very much a like, get in, get out. If I don't have to bring kids with me, like that's obviously ideal. Um, and then you see other families and it's like the mom, the dad, the kids, the aunt, the grandma, like, and they're all traveling in this like cluster of people. And it's like, what, like, this is not just like a day out adventure. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, certainly, you know, that was, that was never a problem before it was, you know, you know, apart, apart from, you know, the kids, you know, in Healy shoes, which hate those bloody things. Yeah. <laughs> they make me so angry i used to work at forever 21 back when forever 21 was a thing um at the west edmonton mall and it had a wooden floor and our store was conveniently laid out in a vaguely circular pattern oh, so people would drop off their kids at forever 21 so that they could skate around the store and they would no, go that... off in the rest of the mall <laughs> and, and we'd have to take and the security office was right across um the hall from the store so we just wind up calling security all the time and being like these kids say their parents aren't in the store. There's like six, eight-year-old kids that people no. just live in the store with their Heelys and treat it like a roller rink. Um, and how do you stop yeah. yourself from tripping them accidentally? <laughs> have you ever have you ever watched children have you ever watched children walk in Heelys because they can't? Um, no, right. it's it's an orthopedic nightmare, and um, it amazes me that anybody watches their kids like walk on their tippy toes, which is the only way to walk. Um, yeah. if you don't want to skate. Um, and thinks, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, it's, and it's amazing um, to hear like the conspiracy theories that have started popping up, um, you know. Oh, like what's your favorite one? Um, well, I mean, the most outlandish one, I didn't, I didn't hear it at work, but my favorite one so far um, is when um, people keep setting fire to the 5G uh, cell towers. <laughs> um, for some reason, they believe that because um, right around the time that they were rolling out um, 5G, um, which is like the latest generation of um, cell phone network, um, yeah. was when I guess some of the cases started uh, popping up uh, in Hubei province. Um, but uh, it always makes me go. I don't know about the education system in Alberta, but in BC, you have to take at least biology 10. Right. <laughs> I'm looking at my Facebook feed sometimes. I'm like, you, 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 and you, we all took biology together. I know yeah. that you were, should know better than this. Um, you know, um, but yeah, like a lot of people are like, oh, the Chinese did this deliberately to, to, you know, cripple Western economies, or, you know, this is retaliation for the Huawei, um, because we we let the states uh, extradite, or they want we're we're not letting some uh, telecom executive either either arrested her and extradited her, or we've arrested her and keeping her under house arrest. Oh right, yeah, yeah. But when people are like, oh, you know, yeah, no, that you know, this is a you know, 
they, they did this on purpose, um, you know, so they could cripple Western economies. And part of me goes, okay, but like less than four months ago, you were constantly complaining about how everything you buy is made in China. So yeah. if this was their plan, who are they selling their stuff to? Yeah. Who? <laughs> They're destroying their own economy first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're like, oh well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a population control um, measure. And I'm like, if that was the case, the government would just suddenly stop handing out the measles vaccine. You know, yeah, right. you know, smallpox was way more effective in killing off huge swaths of the population. Like, there, there are way easier things than introducing a new one. Um, yeah, you know. Um, so, you know, and you have to put up with, you know, a lot of sort of racist commentary from yes. people, you know, oh, they, they have all the masks. And I'm like, well, they may have just been paying to attention to the news um, a little bit sooner because, um, you know, you can you ignore things happening, you know, in, you know, the middle of China that yeah. don't seem to have any importance to you. Um, and they may have been paying attention to it first, or it's just your own bias thinking that they have all the masks when see people from you know all walks of life and you know all different skin tones you know wearing masks and 99 of them percent of them aren't wearing them properly um yeah <laughs> but yeah it's you know and people you know saying oh well if you gargle with hot vinegar or you gargle with salt and i'm like i'm pretty sure that not a single italian grandmother would have died if gargling with salt water <laughs> um was was gonna help with this and uh you let me know how uh putting uh hot vinegar in your eyes works because uh, <laughs> i checked um my eyes were also mucous membranes yeah um, yeah you, know, you let them experiment on that one trump is a personal oh i just i hate him so much um like quite apart from all of his previous i thought you were gonna say he's a personal shit. friend of yours <laughs> no um he has he his 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 response and his lack of leadership um has doomed that country um they, oh, they, 100%. They, they literally could not get out from under it at this point that country from a from a infection standpoint they're it's going to burn it will mm -hmm. they're 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 going to wind up with herd immunity um but you know it, like a third fewer people living in that country um yeah and not because they moved away um they've they've really dropped the ball like they a lot of yeah. countries took a really weird like wait and see approach um that's why italy got hit so hard jamie was talking about it um you know so alberta you know at least when they when they got on the ball they were relatively early um and they and it seemed really drastic at first but it was pretty effective um and the numbers are still appalling but they're nowhere near what's happening in the states like the states literally cannot get control of it now it, it's simply not possible it's it, there's so many cases of just morally bankrupt behavior from so many actors in that administration um when trump comes out and repeatedly says this is a miracle this is a game changer because there are people who believe anything he says yeah and it's not appropriate for him to be saying things like that um when when there's no evidence for that you know you can say we are investigating this we're looking into that because you want to let people know like you know we are there's a light at the end of the tunnel because 
the other problem is that people don't realize just how long we're going to be, you know, doing physical distancing and how long we're going to have to, you know, have isolation measures of one kind or another. Um, it takes a long time. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at something. It takes a long time to develop a vaccine. Uh, well, and do you think that, do you see the way people operate, like specifically even like where, where you work, do you see some permanent changes taking place when we get to the other side of this in how you guys do things? Yeah, like, I think eventually it, it'll it'll drift back more towards what it was like before. Um, I would think certainly things like the return policy will probably never quite go back to being what it was, um, just because the fact that we told people, no, you can't return anything, like that we yeah. told them any item was not returnable, it's the big deal. Um, right. And yeah, like I think a lot of the, like just the cram as many people in the building as possible, um, I think that won't ever really be a thing again, um, unless, you know, because even, even with a vaccine, you know, it's, it's, any any vaccine has its has its limitations, um, you know, and those limitations are usually dependent on sort of sort of how volatile the, the virus is, like how much it changes. Um, you know, that's why the flu vaccine, you know, it only it only it, it doesn't seem as effective as people would want it to be. It is actually pretty effective, um, right? But um, yeah, like certainly certainly the way we interact with the customers. Um, will always kind of be different from now on. Um, I think sort of the level of expectation of what they're allowed to demand of us will will certainly have changed. Um, you know, it's it's sort of hard to say um, right now just because trying to picture when we'll be out from under this yeah. um, is is really far away, barring like an absolute like shot in the dark accidental miracle discovery it's yeah. you know um and 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 part of it is you know it's a it's a it's a bit frightening you know because the longer people are subject to these conditions um the less likely they are to abide by them like people people will go crazy um and i i use that obviously in sort of both senses of the you know they're just gonna they they kind of what's the word i'm looking for not burnout um when you're overexposed to something. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like where they, you, you just become numb to it. And, and yeah, like almost like fatigue of like, fatigue. that's, that's the yeah. word I'm looking for. Um, you know, but then there's, there's actual mental health implications um, to this kind of thing. And, you know, especially if people feel that they can't reach out to the normal sort of avenues, you know, even just first responders, you know, because, you know, well, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't bother anyone with this or, help literally isn't available yeah um, you know you get enough firefighters sick and you're really going to start to notice because you know it's one thing to get your neighbor to go pick you up some groceries but your house catches fire like you're gonna, you're gonna need firefighters man like yeah, yeah. we we need them <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah no it's it, it's a bit hard for me to listen to people you know complain about you know sort of what the what the federal government has done so far because I, I hear both sides of it people think they haven't gone far enough and that he should be imposing martial law and I'm like you even know what that means you yeah it implies. um and then the people are like he's imposing martial law and I'm like literally not it's a completely <laughs> different set of legislation um, 
and you know he's 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 doing exactly like he's taking on the role exactly that he's supposed to in a situation like this he's you know most of the powers you know rest with the provinces to decide certain things but there's some stuff that has to come from the top mm-hmm. um yeah. and i think it's just a lot of people who are like super anti-government you know yeah. get all bent out of shape anytime he opens his mouth yeah like, well even if you don't agree with you know certain policies like you can't just blanket decide i'm not going to do what that man tells me just because i don't like them um, yeah it's, it's not yeah. the fifth grade we're not going to go tp the principal's house like this has <laughs> real world consequences when people decide ah that's fine for everybody else but i'm not going to do it or they justify why they don't need to follow the rules and that's one thing yeah. you certainly see uh working where i work is a lot of people you know who who have their reasons for why they're special and yeah, yeah. And, or you know why they're why they're better or you know whatever their reasoning is that that they don't need to do these things um and you know you just want to look at them and be like there's literally nothing special about you you are yeah. a- <laughs> I hate to break you, it. You are a meat sack with a bunch of bones in it, and you're yeah. just vulnerable to this. As everybody else might have a slight economic advantage, but face to face with a virus, it does not make any difference. Um, oh my God, Raz! I have to say, I'm so impressed with all three of us. We, I don't think we really swore, and we didn't mention where you work. Yeah, we did a pretty good job. Good. Look at us. I didn't mention any of my coworkers by name. So yeah. This is very good. It helps with my editing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> my random tangents about random things. Yeah. No, I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Um, yes. I thought it would be such a cool perspective to hear, like, you know, you're an essential worker working in a already very typically busy and chaotic place. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not the same as being like a frontline healthcare worker because you know the obviously sort of the risk is a you know a pretty critical factor in sort of how stressful your job is but you know there's there's a lot of people who just never recognize like who makes the world go round and yeah. it's 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 not investment bankers and it's not you know <laughs> soccer players and all that like it you know it's there's a there's an awful lot of people who were previously invisible who, you know, are very much obvious because they're the only ones out there. Yeah. Um, and absolutely. some people are some people are really, really awesome towards us and some people are absolutely ridiculously like poorly behaved. And yeah. it, oh. it it you know, part of me thinks, you know, if if COVID doesn't get you, I may just strangle you with my own bare hands. <laughs> I mean, I'll be sure to wash afterwards, but yeah. yeah. You know, you just you just want to grab them by the lapels and shake them and just be like, you need to stop. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Oh, my gosh. No, well, thank you so much. I really loved this. It was really good. Excellent. Well, I'm going to I'm going to go butcher some uh, viola music now on my. uh, Yeah, go learn your viola in there. Off to work again because days off for for suckers. So we'll have fun. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Guys, that was our episode with Roz. Yeah. What do you think? If you still don't know what store we're talking about, well, 
need to get out more. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Um, or maybe you're from Tunisia and you don't have that store there. I don't know. I've never been we there. We don't judge. We don't discriminate. Um, but I will say, so um, Roz sent me such a funny message. She said, I wish I could add to my episode. There's so much more nonsense. <laughs> um, she said she saw a lady wearing gloves and a mask yesterday trying on shoes at this store barefoot. <laughs> So this idiot was, like, taking precautions, but not in the right way, and then exposing her toes. Oh. Do you think she has corona toes? COVID, COVID toes. You guys. Ew. And then the next person that tries on those? Oh. They're going to have COVID toes. Michelle oh. thought today would be a good time to tell me to Google <laughs> image search corona toes. And they're now thinking it's a new symptom. So... I don't know. Trigger warning. It's not Search great. that if you want. <laughs> don't. Um, and then she also said she saw some parents that were too busy smoking at the door um, that they didn't notice that their kid was chewing on the cart handle. Oh. First of all, why were there two parents and a child at the entrance to the store? That's true. When it should only be one primary person going shopping. Yeah. But then also, like, kids put everything in their mouth. Yeah. They do. It's disgusting. I mean, part of it's like building immunity, but I don't think you need to chew on the handle of a grocery cart. No, that's just a, that's just a, that's just too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I said, I told her, I was like, oh yeah, like, oh, she said, um, she's had customers lately demanding that she take their phone numbers so that when Lysol wipes and hand sanitizer come in, um, she can set some time aside, <laughs> set some aside and call them. Should she drive it to their house, too? I mean, that's the least and, she like, could do. And, like, wipe them down with it? Yes. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, the demands that people think that they can uh, make on frontline workers. I mean, I hope most people are showing, you know, people who work in, in fast food or customer service more patience and more appreciation. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's Ooh. not the case all the time, but you know, <clears throat> nobody wants to do this job during a pandemic. Yeah. Um, and deal with the craziness of the customers and the demands and the, you know, people getting mad at you for things that are beyond your control. So just, you know, just be cool. Yeah. If we've learned nothing else, be cool. Keep your distance. Don't lick anything and don't get COVID toes. For God's sake, don't get COVID toes and don't lick anything. I had to go to the pharmacy the other day, yesterday, and I wore a mask because they're saying you should wear a mask now. And I, I was one of the only people in the store wearing a mask. Like, like shoppers. Yeah. I've been, I've been to a few stores lately and nobody is wearing them. Like, guys, just get your local crafty friend to make you a flipping mask. I like the, um, the people who are inventive. That put, like, the bags over their heads. Yes. The pads over their face. Yeah. Um, those, those are like... the people that are going to inject themselves with Clorox, <laughs> as per the great president of the United States recommended. Uh, follow us on social media. On oh, yeah. Facebook, where I did not sign up for this. And on Instagram, we are I did not sign up for this dot podcast. And leave us a review. And, yeah, like, tell your friends. Share it with your friends. Don't be shy, guys. Yeah. Don't be shy. We just want more people to listen. Yeah. 
mean, we're not making any money, but just generally speaking, we want to know that people are listening. We need people to know how funny we are, you guys. Just <laughs> throw us a bone over here. And we're dying over here. Um, have, a okay. good, have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good morning. Have yeah. a good 3 a.m., whatever. Oh, whatever what's you're that doing. Truman Show? Good morning. No. If I and in case you. I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good, good night. Hey there! Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.